Good afternoon. We are back with the Strawberry Sundays podcast. We have the man, myth legend, YouTube legend, should I say, Sniper. God, my bad. We're having audio issues. Stream, I apologise there. Dan also, I apologise there. I've right. had uh, some issues there. Um, yeah, sorry, Dan. If you could just repeat that bit. Is it is it working now? Yeah. Yeah, I think we can we can hear you guys now. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, my name's Dan. Um, but a lot of people know me as uh, Blackouts. Um, I'm a sniper and content creator. I've been around for about 13 years making content. Um, was one of the first sort of big COD4 YouTubers to start making montages and, you know, the big sort of long length montages and sniping videos. So, yeah, I had a long break from about 2013 to 2020. And I've just sort of come back to the scene now. So that's about it, really. Right, so we'll go right back to the start then. Um, yeah. So your main game, or from what I know you from, um, is your your COD four montages. Yeah. Was that your first ever Call of Duty, or did you play the ones prior to that? Um, I played COD two, which was you know I didn't really play it online. I played a lot of campaign games back then. Um, the first actually online game I played was was Halo. I probably, you probably obviously know Halo from the original Xbox. But yeah, my first proper COD was COD 4. That was the one which I sort of fed it, made me fall in love with COD and, and stuff. But yeah, you know, I obviously, you know, Big Red 1, Call of Duty Big Red 1, I played that campaign. But yeah, it was definitely, it started at COD 4. And so you say, do you play Call of Duty 2? I yeah. have no idea what console that was on. What? God, oh, mate, no. Uh, I think I played it, or was it Would PS4? that have been PlayStation PlayStation oh, 1 or 2? Yeah, I think I'm it guessing, was guessing, was, was that campaign only then, I'm guessing? I think COD, no, COD, uh, COD 2 was online. You could play it online because I played some competitive COD 2 okay. online when I started playing Prime Modern stuff on COD 4. So it's oh. quite, it was quite a big game online, COD 2. That's where sort of like the competitive Call of Duty sort of scene started. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it for me, I only played it campaign personally. And how old were you when that came out? Oh god. Um it must have come out Cod 2 must have been two thousand and five. I must have been early teens. I must have been young. <laughs> I must have been young. So COD four was your game. Um yeah. I mean I'm sure there's a lot of people within the chat that have seen your your montages online. Um I think the end was the biggest one um yeah. today in terms of views. Um which guys if you've not watched it Go back, old school montages. This guy is the one. Um, yeah, um, I always, I always fanboy over him. He knows it. <laughs> he knows it as well. Um, so we'll go into sort of your content journey. So um, you started, obviously, you did your main sort of uh, YouTube within COD Four. Um, yeah. If we go from there and we just go through the COD titles and just kind of explain sort of your content journey yeah so it started back in when the game first came out 2007 um i played the game for actually 22 days before i even started making content i was like a massive sweat on the game like big time sweat <laughs> i was playing a lot of game battles and things like that so my gamer tag was originally i think it was xqi blackouts because i was a you know massive nerd playing game battles and stuff <laughs> m16s mp5s things like that um and then obviously the content side of stuff sort of started getting known on the U on the YouTube and 
you know, other platforms and stuff. And then I start, I think the first person I watched was Dominator. I don't know if you remember II Dominator from back in the day. Really old school name. Yeah, yeah. it does ring a bell. Yeah, he, he was from 2007, I think. He actually posted or something, late 2007 when the game first came out. And uh, I remember watching it and I was like, wow, like, I, I can do this. Like, I you know, I was a sweat. Like, my KD was high. Like, I can do this mm. with what they're doing. So I started sniping a hell of a lot more and started, um, you know, I asked my parents for a Dazzle, which most of you probably know what a Dazzle is. Um, yeah. But the original one, which I actually got, was the um, Easy Cap. I don't know if you remember the Easy Cap. Yeah. Yeah, which I couldn't get working in colour, which was an absolute pain. So I had to, uh, the week after that, I actually had got the Dazzle, um, which took an absolute age to set up because back then, you know, there wasn't a lot of YouTube tutorials and videos and how to set this sort of stuff up. But yeah, started. I think I started maybe early 2008, mid-2008, actually making videos, which my first one was a sniping montage called, I think it was Flawless, um, you know, didn't think anything of it, didn't really get many views, made some great friends from doing it. Um, so yeah, that was probably the COD 4 where it first started. And then I think it started really growing towards maybe early 2009 when I released Genocide and Genocide V2. That's when I started putting in the views and I thought, wow, like from some, from making videos for fun from now, like putting in like a hundred thousand views a video, I'm like, wow, this is starting to blow up. Like we were actually making an impact in the community here. Um, so yeah, after Genocide, then it come the end, um, which that montage means the most to me personally because it was the end of COD 4 for me. Apart from playing Prime Mod, which I'm guessing that you know you guys know what Prime Mod is. Um yeah, that was pretty much it for COD 4 for me. I mean, I played it all the way up to 2012 playing competitive Prime Mod. But it just sort of died out, man. Like there's there's still people playing Sniper Lobbies and, and making content on it now, but it's just sort of like there's so much being done on that game. I feel like there's not much more you can do or hit on it, personally, I feel. Um, yeah yeah no I, I get that I think that you know there's only so many years afterwards that you can play that game for yeah. Um, yeah. and if you're thinking of content wise there's only so much so much of an audience that you're going to get from yeah. playing those old school those old school games oh, 100%, 100%. Um, so yeah I, I mean I've I know a lot of people that still play COD 4 um, like you say, through pro mods and them, um, but only play it for like just you know just a couple of hours, just yeah. like to, to sort of reminisce and don't really create content on it anymore. No. Um. So if we go from um your videos, like say from from Call of Duty Four, um, so you're still quite young. Um, yeah. When when those when those videos hit huge amount of views, how? How was that in terms of like, because I'm guessing you were still in school, like what? I, I actually just left school at the time. Okay. I left school, I was, um, I think I just turned 16 when I really started, obviously COD 4, I think it was the year I left school, it was 2008, and uh, that's when I started making the videos, but you know, I started, it started popping off so much that I actually didn't go for a job straight away, so I didn't go to college, like this was what I, sort of like my dad believed in what I'd done, because the amount of views he saw I was getting. And so, I mean, I had 30,000 or nearly 40,000 subs by 2009, which back then was huge. It was huge. Yeah. Like if I carried on now, I mean, my friends who I played with back then, like Zerka and I mean, they run the sidemen now. Like if I, if I, if I didn't stop, I think oh, it would have been a different story and I wouldn't be working on building yeah. sites and stuff. But <laughs> yeah, I was, I was very young. I was very like, um, 
I was very thankful for all the people who watched my videos. Like I was never, I never had an ego and I was very humble with what I'd done. But yeah, I was, I was 16, 16 at the time when it all started really blowing up, which I think is a little bit young. I feel like some of the people who were 16 at the time and carried on doing it, um, they sort of didn't, you know, they didn't have that break and have that, have that IRL sort of, you know, going out with your friends, you know, they've sort of fame hit them kind of hard from a young age. I think that's where the ego started to grow. So I'm sort of thankful I stopped and sort of learned some life lessons <laughs> along the way. Yeah. So what, what year was it that you stopped? What, what cod tile? Oh God. Um, it was 2000 and mid 2012 is when I stopped. Cause I played modern warfare two. That was the last one I really enjoyed. Um, but then I went back to play pro mod because I played uh, promo from 2009 to 2012 um, at a fairly high level. So I I just put thousands of hours into that game, man. Like I didn't I didn't want to stop mm. playing it. It was just so fun. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll probably say... I, I can't remember what COD it was, 2012. What COD was that? Because I was playing... Um, I can't even remember. Was it one of the Black Ops? It must have been Black Ops 2. Or was it... I? Or was it one of the IWs or AWs? I'm not too sure. Yeah, I sort of like... Well, they might come of, later on. I sort of fell out of the loop of that sort of thing. Like, there's a lot of CODs I didn't even play. Um, yeah. e even during that period of time, like, they'd come out, I wouldn't even pre-order them. I mean, you know, obviously, you guys remember, like, the back in the day, you used to pre-order a game, you used to go midnight release, it used to be so exciting, but it just got to the point where they just come stale for me, and I was in, like, the competitive scene. It just wasn't a thing for me. Yeah. I suppose... We, I mean, I I started playing in COD Four. Yeah, I would have been a bit younger than you playing it, and I think we were very blessed with the games that we got. Yeah, in terms of COD Four and Modern Warfare Two, and then even like games like Modern Warfare Three was good. Mod Three, yeah, um, Mod at War. Yeah, you got all these good games that were coming out at, at that sort of time. That when the games started to die out a bit, because there was that period of like I'm not, I'm not a big fan of like the jetpacks yeah, and those sorts of CODs. So when they came out, you had that period of time where it was a bit like you either grind it out and play jetpacks or you go back and you play Modern yeah. Warfare 2, Mod 3 and COD 4. And I think I did that for like about five or six years, I think, until yeah. we got World War 2, I believe. I think that's the game I come back to. I come back for like a good six months of playing it. I think it was World War Two, 2017 that come out. I come back for six months and I stopped again because the COD just got worse again. Yeah. <laughs> I think I played, I, I definitely played Black Ops 3. Yeah. Um, but I'm yeah. trying to work out the dates. I think World War Two was after that. Um, but that was sort of when I came back to playing like the most recent CODs again. Yeah, like you say, you you play for a span and you you enjoy that that moment of playing those old Call of Duties, but there's nothing new on the game. There's there's no new like like they have now with the battle passes, the seasons, those sorts of things. It was literally the same game. Yeah, for like yeah. you know, so many years, and it was something that I when I played I played competitive sniper. I wasn't very good, but that was something that I enjoyed playing. So that that keeps you like engaged with that sort of game. I couldn't yeah. have just grinded out online, um, or you, you know anything like that. But so you said that you come back briefly for World War Two. 
Yeah, yeah, I made one. And then video you talk. That then you just sort of thing said, you know, that's that's not for you. Um, then what was the game that you came back after that? It was, I think it was Modern Warfare. I don't even remember if that was after World. War. What come out after World? Mate, I'm so out of sync with these games. Yeah, um, it was World War Two. My II, dates with the games. And then I think it. I think it was what. Is it Modern Warfare? I think it might be Modern Warfare. I think it was I, I Modern think it Warfare. Was. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it was. I think what I'd done is I stopped. I played World War Two for about six months, and then I started playing Fortnite. I think that's what happened. I started playing Fortnite. That's when Fortnite's like the first season come about, and I played that until Modern Warfare dropped, and then that's when I really started making a comeback. And I made obviously Never Know Boys, you know, and thought, you know what, I'm actually I I enjoyed Modern Warfare for quite some time. That's when obviously Warzone come about and. It was, it was just different. That game, I think Fortnite done every Call of Duty a favour in a way by bringing in the battle passes, by bringing in these battle royales. You know, it sort of, it gave the multiplayer gamers a bit of a break. For, you know, if you stress out playing multiplayer, you go, right, we can play zombies, we can play, you know, we can play Warzone. Yeah, I think, to be honest, I think Fortnite opened the eyes of a lot of battle royales of how it should be conducted and how it should run in terms of like, like you've got your battle pass, your seasons, your levels. Yeah. Um, stuff that you can unlock throughout. Um, because even like Apex, Apex, I think Apex came out after Fortnite. But yeah, they've yeah. gone the they've gone the same sort of route as well. Um, and then like you said, Warzone, all going the same route as what Fortnite have started. Yeah. And I mean, Warzone's coming out to be a huge, huge thing within you know within the community. Um, which I play pretty much ninety five percent of my yeah. content is Warzone. Oh, it's been um, massive for the COD scene. It's been, I feel like it's revived the COD scene for streamers and stuff anyway. Yeah, I think that with the skill-based, um, especially like snipers, it's ridiculous. Unless you yeah. are like, you know, you're full on cracked out your mind and, you know, you can hit those feeds. But certainly like just for the enjoyment side of things, you can't just go and relax and chill and just hit a couple of feeds and just have that enjoyment with your yeah. mates anymore. Like yeah, back in the day, um, so I think that that sort of ruined that side of things, or content-wise, because yeah. I feel that if you if they didn't have skill-based, especially on like your Modern Warfare and uh, your Cold War, where they've actually got all right snipers, I think that you take skill-based out, you'd have a hell of a lot more people that would be doing the montages, the you, you know like your feeding sort yeah. of you'll have those content creators where it's kind of like a dying, yeah, a dying scene, which isn't, yeah, which, which isn't a good thing to see. Cause you know, I started my sort of getting into love of Call of Duty and enjoying streaming and content and that through people like yourself, uh, Grizz, Zerka back in the day, making yeah. those montages and looking at them and thinking like, that's where you want to aspire to be at, to be able to hit those, you, you yeah. know no scope across map or you, you just anything like that's what you know that, that we used to i mean a lot of me and my friends used to watch them and be like let's all load up in a six man let's all try and yeah get exactly. these speeds and exactly. like i say you, you don't get that anymore no it's um, got to the fun out of it in a way now like there's there's too much going on in the game there's they've added way too much to it um yeah. i mean you think about it now on even on Cold War, the amount of different guns you can make with the attachments they've given you yeah. now. <laughs> there's just too much, like, there's too many, like, metas and too many good guns you can make. Like, they nerf something, and then there's another attachments will make the gun. It's just, it's a never-ending vicious circle on the game. 
So it's definitely it's definitely harder now for the sniping community to try and get big. Like you know, if if we didn't stop back in the day, it might have been a different story. But we can't live all live in the past. You know, we got to keep going with what what we've got now. And you know, if Warzone's going to do it for you, play Warzone. If you still enjoy doing the sniping stuff, you think you can make something out of it, you just got to go for it now. You just got to go for it. It's it's a lot harder now. It's a lot harder. It's not yeah. even just it's not even just the content creating side of it. It's the games <laughs> what they throw at you. You know, you're, we're always hopeful every year it's going to be better, but we we still buy it, and it's never it never is. But you know, we can always we can always wish. Um, and I think that one big thing in terms of um the community now as what it used to be is the support that you get that we used to get back in the yeah. day. Um, even when so I got a dazzle to do competitive sniping, and there was a lot of videos where I was just recording. Just so that, like, when you played like four v four clan matches, those sorts of things, you'd record them and put them on like a YouTube, and obviously, but it was people supporting and just dropping us, dropping us on, yeah. you know, on YouTube and that kind of thing. And the support that you got from that scene was crazy. You know, always people liking videos, always dropping a sub if they've not already. Now it's like, especially with like Twitch. There's so many people that like you follow on like Twitter or you sub to on YouTube, for example, that you don't follow on Twitch, that you don't yeah. follow on TikTok, that you don't follow on Instagram. And it's like, it's a harder, it's a harder community to gain. Oh yeah. Like the followers and the subs and those sorts of things and gain the trust of, of like, you know, you'll like my content. It's more people. I think you touched on it perfectly with like the ego side of things where, yeah people think oh he doesn't deserve my sub or follow or his content doesn't relate to me and yeah. i think it does affect it does affect you know a lot of people even like a follow like a follow on twitch could be massive for a lot of people especially yeah, exactly. with like the affiliate and that kind of thing and it's free to do so i don't know why people you know wouldn't yeah i think um, this, is, this is what i want to try and change in the community at the minute i feel like I feel like it's every, you know, we're doing this for fun. We're doing this, we're making free content for guys to enjoy sat at home, sat at their computers. You know, we're not charging people money. You got, you know, you're streaming, you're, you're paying for all this equipment to stream to have fun. Like, for example, what you're doing, raise money for charity. You know, it's, it's an amazing thing, but you still get that one person who's negative or who won't follow or who won't share the streams. It's just, I've never understood it. Like, back in the day, we'd find a content creator and we'll be like, we found a montage someone made. We'd watch it and be like, mate have you seen how good this guy's and we'd share it around and then that's how we become friends with people like we'd want to make friends with these people because it was a smaller community but i feel like the community is so big now and so saturated there's no there's no like love or loyalty it's almost like he's better than me i'm not going to like his videos do you know what i mean yeah and i feel like that's where it needs to change like just show support to your friends man like you know you don't know what people are going through in real life as well you know, a, like a sub or a follow could mean the world to people. Yeah, and I think especially on a lot of platforms where it's free, I don't understand why people, even if you're not going to go back on that Twitch channel, for example. Yeah. Like I say, that follow could be pushing towards someone's goal or yeah. their aspirations. So it does affect those people. Oh, 100%. Um, so I know that you touched briefly on um, Never Noble, which I yeah. obviously know about. Um, do you want to go a bit more into detail in terms of the, the, the team itself? Um... Yeah. Yeah, so um, I originally started it. It was an idea of mine in 2010. 
where I wanted to get all the old school guys together in one team, which back then was pretty impossible because, you know, everyone was doing their own thing, making big videos, making big montages. And, you know, you don't, you can't blame people back then. You know, everyone had their own goals and stuff like we were just talking about. Um, and then it come around to about 2012 and when I was playing competitive Prime Mod, and I was like, right, I need to make a team for, uh, we went to an Insomnia and I, I think it was I-43 we went to. So we, I made Never Noble, which come out of the name Never Noble. But then I somehow sort of right, thought, I'm going to sort of make this competitive and see if I can ask some of my old friends to get involved, see if we can, you know, grow the team, make it a bit bigger. So I got, um, I think we had Zerka involved in it at one point and we had uh, ACOG IV, we had Dutch, we had all the big sort of players, but obviously, you know, Promo come to an end for a lot of us and then it sort of, <clears throat> sorry, uh, Promo sort of died and <clears throat> nothing come about of the team. Um, and then sort of a little gap opened up last year and I thought, you know what, a lot of these old school players are potentially going to come back to play Modern Warfare because obviously the name Modern Warfare, I thought it was going to be more like COD Modern, you know, COD 4. Mm. So um, I saw a little opening there and I thought, you know, I'm going to message all my old friends because I stayed in contact with them all and they were all on board with it. So, you know, it it sort of took 10 years for it to happen, but I'm sort of glad it did. <laughs> and now, you know, we've we've been going for, I think it was a year in February, I think we've been running for now. We're doing, we're doing good, man. I mean, it's a slow process. It's like anything nowadays. You know, it's if you don't enjoy the journey, there's no point in doing it. You know, it's fun going from zero subs to a thousand. It was a it was a grind. You know, that's one thing yeah. I would say to people: if you don't enjoy the journey of doing something, don't bother doing it. You know, I, I'm not just going to go. I wish I had a hundred thousand subs. Like the the fun is getting to that hundred thousand subs. You know, so it'll come in yeah. time. You know, the, the team will grow, and we're we're growing by day and, and by week. It's a slow process, but. Yeah, it's, it's mainly it's a team mainly full of like the old school Call of Duty snipers, which probably a lot of people don't know about nowadays. If you just started playing COD, which is you know it's fine, it's fair enough, but you know they're the the main reason why the community is what it is now. In a way, we got you know we got the likes of Zir Grizz, we got we got Kai, we got Aiko, we got Dutch, we got quite a few big old school names in there. So and obviously you know yeah. about the team. You were in Never Noble for a while. Yeah. So just to touch on that, like one of the best that I've you know sort of in, in teams wise that I've been involved with um, there's still a hell of a lot of people that I stay in contact with including yourself yeah um, even when I made that step the next step or you know sort of within my personal journey you say these people are friends for life in terms of what you know what you look for within an org so it's not always necessarily about the followers or subs or anything like that because even like the youtube videos that we did all as a team um the one that i was involved with was the red versus blue side um and little things like that where you're all involved and you're all striving to hit content and you're all yeah pushing each other and all jumping on together as a group um and i think that's that does remind me of the, the old the old school sort of like community um, and the way that you'd, you know, you'd be set. I think it was Skype back in the day, actually. I think oh, everyone yeah, used yeah. to jump on Skype. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, just reminded me of that going back, getting six of your pals and saying, look, let's jump straight on. Let's get on this. Let's do this. Um, so I think that does, I think that old school feel does benefit you guys because you've lived and breathed that, you know, back in the day, you know, the exact vibe and where yeah. to 
you know, so even the new guys coming in that want to produce the same content as you guys in terms of like the sniping and and hit and feed, but then also collaborating together. Um, yep. It's really good for them experience-wise. I mean, it's helped me a lot in terms of how I look at editing videos. I still get the editor that does my videos, still edits my videos sort of with that old school montage yeah. feel with it because for me that works that's how i want to it makes produce it content in my opinion like exactly. i just i love i love that old school vibe and like like you were saying earlier about um you know you've you you left and you you sort of got on with your own journey and joined other orgs and tried bettering yourself as a streamer and stuff which is amazing and you know we've got them old school mannerisms where we weren't just going to fall out of contact with people. Like we've, we're a lot of people have left the team, but we're still going to support people. But like that's what we've done back in the day. It ain't going to change now. And I feel like a lot of the guys who are in the team are not like these 16, 17 year old guys who are just new to the scene. Who, you know, they only care about themselves and growth and, you know, joining the biggest dogs and stuff. You know, we're, we're all like mid twenties. Some of us are even in our early thirties and, you know, we're just, we're just here for the ride and just to, you know, make friends and have fun with it, man. Like, if we get somewhere, we get somewhere. But, you know, we ain't going to stop. Yeah. No, exactly that. And I think that's, again, that's that benefits you guys in terms of once you get people within the org, they know that that loyalty is there. They know that they feel comfortable. They're obviously making content which betters themselves. And like you say, with me... With me moving on, I didn't feel awkward moving on. I didn't feel yeah. uncomfortable after I left. Like everything was such a smooth transition. Everyone, like I say, everyone I still stay in contact with. Dutch, I speak to Dutch on a regular basis. Um, and that's someone that like, like back in the day that I was watching on YouTube and like yourself and you're watching them and you're thinking these are like incredible snipers and these are what you're aspiring to be. Yeah. And then, like you say, it's that community vibe of, you know, once you're, once you're friends and you're within that, you know, sort of group, it's not something that, okay, well, you're not in that group anymore. You know, see you later. We're not going to support you anymore. It's that whole, you support me, I'll support you. And everybody grows. Yeah. I think that's what we built the team on, sort of just like support. And like when I first made the group chat, I basically just said like, right, this make this team grow and we'll all naturally grow with it. Like this just support mm. each other. This do what we enjoy. If you want to play world, you know, um, wow or league of legends or COD, do what you do. You know, I might not watch the content. I'll still support your streams. I'll still share your content. It's, you know, I think that's, that's the main thing what needs to change nowadays. It's, it's a big, it's a big thing for me. Like I feel like if I can, um, if I can win over some people, by helping, you know, I feel like I'd rather be known for someone to change something small than not change something. I don't want to be one of these teenage boys back in the day who grew an ego and just, you know, don't reply to messages, don't help their friends out. And, you know, I feel like uh, a lot of people need to change and get that attitude in their head in the community, where, where, yeah, I mean, whether you're in teams or not. I mean, even even like, like we touched on, you know, a follow, a retweet, a like, mm -hmm. these, are, these are free things to do, like... It doesn't cost anything. It it takes seconds of your time. Drop a retweet, a like, you know, those kind of things. So, again, I think it does come back to the ego side of things in terms of how they they feel that they're better in terms of their content journey or or that kind of thing. And yeah. it's not it's not a good you know trait to have, especially within this sort of community, because there's people that are at the top that 
have grinded through the years of when the community was that what we're speaking about um so they're not gonna you know like that sort of ego and that sort of vibe yeah um so you're never going to be able to make that next step um but we'll get into the next question um so the best content moment that you've had to date best content moment or oh, that's a good question um yeah. that's a tough one um probably i remember i'd done a video with zerka danish freak and all that i think it was my 20k sub special on my channel and i mean it's old i'm a teenager i'm proper young in the video like i probably don't even sound like i do now <laughs> um but yeah just to like look back on it and think you know I, there was patchy there was zerka like and back at the back and then when i made it it wasn't like a big deal but i look back on it now i think you know what like that guy own, like, owns the sidemen like he's huge now like <laughs> and for me yeah. to look back on videos like that and think you know we were, we were good friends and we played and i feel like that for me is probably my favorite content moment it, it weren't at the time but it is now a hundred percent i feel that like when you're in that moment and you're playing with these sorts of people on a daily basis, you don't necessarily appreciate the like the the height of it. Yeah. And like you say, you're looking back on it now and you're thinking like, wow, these are people that are like huge within, yeah. you know, this sort of scene. And and someone like yourself, you are still a huge part of the sniping community, the you know content in general, um, to a hell of a lot of people, especially like myself yeah. um so you are still within that bracket so it's again but it's nice for you to look back and say actually like that was that was good yeah um so i think that kind of touch on um sort of next question so would that be the same in terms of like the best people that you've worked with would that be the same sort of group yeah, probably, probably. I'd say probably Zerka. I mean, you can probably see in the chat here. There's there's Brad in here. Brad's run. I don't know if you guys know of uh, Top Cod Shots on YouTube back in the day. Top Cod Shots. They were yeah, like that, that was ringing a bell. Yeah, they used to upload like daily clips, insane clips and stuff. He's he's another great content creator. Um, yeah, I mean Grizz, obviously, he's he's in the team. Um, you know, he's he's a part of a lot of the the team ties we're making at the minute. I mean, even just. Even him sending clips in for team targets and us watching through them, it just still blows my mind. Like, you know, things like that. It's just like his play style and the way he is. It's just, I don't know. I feel like a lot of my friends who I play with now, I'm just so thankful to have. Like, they've been a massive, massive part of my journey and, you know, the, the content I make. And I'm just thankful for them all, really. I can't really put a put a name forward of my, my favourite. I think everyone in the team, I think the whole of Never Noble, really. You know, a bunch of old school guys just doing what they do best. No, I, I can I can appreciate that, especially like I say, if I was in them, you know, and I've I've experienced it firsthand, so I can I can huge vouch for that because there is some amazing people in there. Yeah. Um. So we'll go for a different question. We haven't got one more after this, guys. Um. But we'll go for a sort of different question. So you touched on parts of your content journey that you've quit. Um, and that you've came back, you know, years later. Um, and like you say, you were working with people like Zerka back in the day, who's who's gone on to be, you know, a huge, huge part of the Sidemen um, and, and YouTube in general. Do you regret quitting within those times in terms of content? Yeah. Um, I know we touched on it briefly in terms of, like, you enjoyed having that uh, IRL, you know, that social side of things when you were growing up 
Um, but in terms of content, do you like regret stopping, or oh, yeah. do you regret not making time to do like bits of content here and there? Oh, hundred percent, mate. Like that's probably my biggest regret. I know a lot of people will probably say, "Yeah," but you know, everything happens for a reason. You know, I met my girlfriend. I've been with for nearly eight years now. I've, I've got, you know, we've got our own place. We've got, I've got two dogs. I can't ask for anything more. But you know, I fully regret, fully regret stopping because who knows where I'd be if I carried on. You know, I was, I was looking back on it now. I was probably one of the top subbed UK gaming COD YouTubers in the scene back then. I mean, 2008, yeah. 2009 to have, you know, that was when Fred, I don't know if you guys remember Fred on YouTube, he hit a million subs, which nowadays is people have got on their second channels, you know, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's crazy. Like, but to think 40,000 subs back then, and then my YouTube got hacked and then on the promo side of start, I just wish, I wish there was an older me could have told a younger me to go, you know what, just keep doing it. Even if you go out and enjoy yourself and, you know, find the job you wanted to do and work and find your missus, still find three days a week to play and upload content because, you know, it's, it's it, it would have helped me grow a lot more than, you know, than having a long six, seven year break from doing it. I think that was my big, my big downfall. Okay. That, that's, I think that's quite interesting because, you know, we, we've touched on it again. Um, the people that you worked with back in the day and, and where they are now, um, it's interesting to think that, where you could have been um you know in terms of if, if you stayed and put the time in back in the day but again at the same time you know if you don't enjoy the content you're doing it wouldn't necessarily be the best content that you feel you're bringing out yeah it could have been a negative as well in terms of you know so it could have been a negative could have been a positive but it is good to yeah. sort of touch on that um so we'll get into the last question so um if you had one person that you could work with within the whole community that you've not worked with pr previously, who would it be? Um, I've probably got, I don't, well, I'm guessing you guys know who TGF are, right? You know, TGF. Yeah. Yeah. So probably Jay from TGF. Like I was, I'm a huge, huge TGF fan. I've got like merch, everything. Like, I love TGF. And I put a tweet out maybe a year and a half ago. I tagged Jay in it. I think I bought one of their, hoodies or a hat or something and he inboxed me being like bro like you're the reason i started youtube and i was like starstruck i was like wow <laughs> and you know we just get on so well now and i've got his number and we chat and he texts me and we whatsapp each other and i'm like and i'm such. So it's like i'm such a fanboy of their stuff and <laughs> if i if i could if i could be in one video of theirs or even just go to watch them film something it would just make my yeah. life they're just such funny guys, man. I mean, obviously, like the UK YouTube scene is just, you know, you've got to be English in a way to understand the humour, but they're just top, top guys. He's such a genuine guy as well. But yeah, it's got, it's got, to, be, it's got to be TGF. Yeah. You see, that, that, that's always an interesting part of, of this podcast because every single person has different people that they would like to create content with, that they aspire to be like, all based on personalities. Um, yeah. I think that you're... You know, I've I've known you for a while now. Um, you're exactly the same. You're like a bubbly character, a funny guy. Like, so that would suit you perfectly going into something like that. Um, but again, it's it's opportunities, isn't it? Like you saying, yeah. I fingers crossed that at some point you do get that opportunity. Oh yeah. Um, but we'll we'll call it there. Huge thank you for coming on. No, thanks huge, for having me, man. Huge thank you. Fun. Um. We've took up quite a lot of your time, but no, I really do appreciate you coming by. Um, 
this was something that we've had planned for a couple of weeks um and one of you were one of the first people that i messaged when this idea came up um and, and we discussed it so i really really do appreciate you coming on nice uh, and thank you for everyone that came by as well um in the chat and, and the followers that have dropped um appreciate you all